Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. of tender loving care question mark with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate every week Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network the name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for tender loving care and when I found out that it actually stood for the learning channel and I saw the types of shows that were on that channel my deep confusion bred this podcast each week Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame which has all 113 shows that we will be studying Kate this is our 10th episode we rule we are in double digits Kate double double digits I'm so happy for us and thank you to everyone listening along we love you I know we really do and you know Kate and I were just having a I mean obviously we do all of our study and work hashtag save for the potty so we don't discuss the shows but we were just discussing how exciting it is when we go on to like all of the analytics of who's downloading our show when we see you Perth Australia we see you um Germany we see you Switzerland it's honestly the coolest coolest thing in the world so thank you so much it makes Kate and I really really happy to see all that I wish we could talk to them somehow right into the pod and tell us who you are. You don't have to say your name, just oh, how that, you found us, how you found us. That's a really good idea. Yeah, email us at uh, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. That's actually a really good idea, Kate. That'd be so. And also, can you put your address and when we can come and visit you as well? Because my goal in life is to have as many houses of people around the world in different countries that I can just come and mooch off. So if you could do that as well um you can be on the show there you go <laughs> that will be if you host me 
for two plus weeks at your house in Switzerland, you know, I'm going to let you be on the show. I mean, that's really a huge gift. That's a fair trade. Yeah. It's a very fair trade. And also, I will need use of your car and for you to show me around and translate. Apart from that, you're, you're getting the better end of the deal listeners being on the show and our company couldn't oh be better God. dream yeah. dream um okay so do we have any housekeeping i don't think we do right we have a two regular shows now had we oh well we had two regular shows one that i was very excited about that we had mentioned in our very first episode that we were looking forward to no it's not alaskan women looking for love yet but kate is coming i am feeling alaskan women looking for love Oh, I hope so. It's our white whale. It is. You know what I just thought, though? Can you imagine what a shit show it's going to be if we pull it? We're both going nuts from Wheel of Shame. We look up and it's just one of those shows that's banned. We can't find it anywhere. No. <laughs> oh, God. That I would be the worst. I can't take that. No. Too much. Too much. Um, okay, so we should probably get stuck into it. So, Kate, do you want to yes. go ahead with uh Oh, first big show. All right, everyone. The first show that we are talking about today, it's <laughs> actually a one-off, and yeah. it is called The Man with the 80-Pound Groin. <laughs> I just, just want to say, I apologize. I have to usually apologize for being offensive, mean. I'm going to just apologize now for being immature. Carry on, okay? Carry on. <laughs> Okay, so TLC describes this show as a profile of a Michigan man with a debilitating medical condition called scrotal lymphedema that's caused his scrotum to swell to 80 pounds. So... (laughs) Um, Balls. (laughs) Bollocks. B-A-L-L-S. Um, I, I had seen, when, when we had kind of crafted this idea for this podcast, Kate and I had to go through and list all of the shows that were on the TLC network. And by the way, Kate, when, uh, my intro is kind of redundant at this point. It's not 113 shows. We're probably at like 128 or something. Ones we haven't even added to the Wheel of Shame. Every time I get on the app, oh, I see gosh. another show. So it's it's never yeah, ending. It's yeah. never ending. But um, when we were compiling the list of the shows that we were going to cover, um, this came up. And I, I, I put a little asterisk next to it, Kate. I had to because we wanted to go through the ones we were looking for. Darson Stace is an obvious. We don't even need to talk about that. Thousand Pound Sisters, obvious. 90 Day, the whole spectrum, 90 Day, obvious. But then you get these little gems or big, big big heavy heavy gems like this <laughs> so i god there's gonna be so many double entendres and like innuendo i'm sorry we're gonna really try and be a little bit adult but well a little bit yeah. um so i was looking forward to this so it came up and so as kate said it's a one-off i think it was like the usual 42 minutes or something and my notes i don't know about your notes kate but mine are this is how my, <laughs> this is how my notes start wanting it needing it i had not seen it actually watched another show about inflated groin okay so i started watching this i realized this wasn't even the one 
that me and my friend had hunted down and found years ago. It was about another dude with the massive groin that, that they do show very briefly in this. Yes, and in fact, the 80-pound groin guy yeah. only knew what was wrong with him because him and his wife, Mindy, were watching TLC and saw the 132-pound groin <gasps> guy, and they were like, oh, I think maybe that's what's going on with this giant <laughs> oh. fucking groin. Like, maybe we should finally get this checked out because of TLC. See. What? Okay, that makes sense. So it was there was another one. Yes, but, and it was another TLC show. But because I know I'd seen it, I'd seen the documentary. Me and my friend were like, I remember she'd come over to LA. I just moved here, and we were wasted watching terrible, weird, odd documentaries, which is one of our most favorite things to do. And we had found this on YouTube, and of course, pissed ourselves laughing for about three hours because I, I apologize. But we did. Um, and so I thought this is what we were going to see again. And um, it isn't. It isn't. So it opens up. You know what? I don't think my notes. Did I even write down his name? I Dan. Just re- Dan. I just realized I didn't even write down his name. He has a name. He's not just a scrotum. I know. Him. Really? Pauline? Come on. Come on. Really? Come on. What's, sorry. What did you say his name is Dan? Dan and oh, Mindy, Dan. Is, Mindy is his wife. Got it. Got it. Okay. So picture the scene, guys. I didn't know whether TLC were going to do this, like, build-up of the reveal. (laughs) We were straight in. We were straight, straight in. It's, to describe this, obviously, I mean, is, is, is tricky. Imagine it's a very, very overweight man, first of all. Okay, I want to say that. Mm -hmm. And you see, (laughs) you see, Go, Kate. I feel like you know how to describe it. Okay, so imagine you are your kid's soccer coach, and uh, you're going to practice, and you're carrying a mesh bag full of about five soccer balls, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and then just swing it around between your legs, and Mm -hmm. that is what is hanging from this man's groin. Like, it is a giant, bulbous, huge... Love that, bulbous, yeah. And they've wrapped it, him and his wife have wrapped oh. it tightly with, uh, it was a like compression know, bandages. Compression, yes, to, they think it'll prevent it from growing. Oh. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So it, 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 that's, that was a great description. That was the, you, you sent me there. You sent our listeners there. I mean, it's a massive appendage between his legs. So he can't move. And when we no. say 80 pounds, it's 80 pounds because his father ends up weighing it, which we'll get to that that was the scene um daddy-o anyway um so it opens up and out they do this exterior shot i did write down it's in michigan because you know if you've been listening to the show for a while i am obsessed with little small town america like when i say small town i'm obsessed because this country's so huge these little pockets in america where i'm just like there's 300 people in this village it just blows my mind. I don't understand any of it. And maybe they have a piggly wiggly. Who knows? But I am just, and they're like, everyone knows each other. And it just fascinates me. And to this, I wrote, uh, when I was watching the beginning of this, you see this large barn house. And they said, they just said they were in the countryside in Michigan. They were in the fuck middle of nowhere. That's where they were, right? There was nothing, Kate. 
Yeah, as as my mom says, BFE, bumfuck Egypt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It BFM. I mean, it was. I just was like, where are we? So I were. I really felt like I was writing down. I feel like I'm in a dream world. I feel like I'm back in time. There was this large barn in the middle of these, you know, wild fields in the middle of Michigan, small town America, and it. And and it and someone works in a factory at overnight shifts. It felt like a Tennessee Williams play. That's what I read. <gasps> I thought I was in a Tennessee Williams play, and I yes. really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, so you see, you know, you go into the house and they had a lovely cat, and that's what we always have. We always have to watch on the animals, which is wonderful. Um, and he he doesn't do anything. He can't He's move. Wa- <laughs> He's I'll tell you what the visual is. He's waddling around the house like Winnie the Pooh style. He's wearing a t-shirt yeah. and no pants, so they're blurring out his. <laughs> That's true. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> there's no. There's, the... uh, there's no underwear. Don't even think about asking listeners if there's any underwear. It doesn't fit. He can't fit. No. So they're blurring out his butt crack and his like <laughs> areas. And he's he's dragging it around the house, and Literally. he Kate's takes us on a tour. He one of the first things he shows us is how he now has to take a whiz uh, into the shower. He just goes into the stand up oh. shower and just demonstrates how he pees. God, you're right. I forgot about that. You're right. I forgot. Um, and so you seem to go up the stairs, but it, it's you're depressed instantly. I mean, from the Mm -hmm. exterior, you think Tennessee Williams, which most of the plays are depressing anyway, so it kind of is a theme. But you um, go in and it's this house that seems very... um, If you could see Kate's expression right now, it would be (laughs) worth a thousand words. There wasn't anything there. Let's just say that in the house. There was like nothing there. And we meet his wife. Now, she plays a big role here. Mindy. Mindy, thank you obsessed with him and just wants to have sex that's basically most of the program she just talks about wanting to bang she's like i can't have sex don't know what to do can't have sex well husband and wife we can't be intimate because they can't he said something like he hasn't seen his penis in about 15 years i mean it's really bad yeah so they they've been married for 20 years and for the past seven years so almost half their marriage they haven't had sex because they can't yeah, you're right. And so she's, you see her on her knees wrapping this appendage. And I just want to keep saying appendage because I don't know how else. It's, as Kate said, imagine that netted, that net. And it's down past his knees, but it's wide as well. It's Because it's 80 pounds, guys. 80 pounds. I mean, how many jotties is that? That's like, you know, let's compare it to how many jotties. That's a throwback to episode six, everyone. Um and so they, so she's on the ground, she's wrapping it, and she says, we do this because we hope it will stop the growth. There's no knowledge. They don't know what's going on. I. This is the part that blew my mind, too. I'm yeah. like, who told you this? Why are you doing this? Why Why has it taken you this many years to go to a specialist? I just don't get it. Well, you know what it came from me, coming from a socialist country and living in America, I thought that's because no one could afford health care. They probably can't afford it. That's what, that's what I thought. And I was like, once, because you guys, he's living with this thing in between his legs that weighs 80 pounds for years and just living with it. 
And uh, you're watching it going, go to the doctor, go to the doctor. But because they kept saying, yeah, we haven't seen a specialist. We don't know what to do. In comes TLC, solves it all, by the way, solves it all. We see a documentary of the man with it. And um, that's kind of how they discovered what he had. I mean, it wasn't even a Google search. They didn't go to their local GP. There's no doctor. Well, actually, they. D- I just remembered they did go to the doctor because oh. Mi- because Mindy saw that when this first started, uh, she saw that his scrotum was quite puffy, <laughs> as she described it. And don't use that word. Don't use those two words together again because they, it's, make, it's making me nauseous. They they, they thought it. You know me and my like, nausea, Kate. Don't do this. I'm sorry. Me. I'm sorry. Puffy sack. Um, <laughs> so then. They <laughs> they were like, oh, well, he's fat. So, like, maybe he just, you know, he's got a fat sack. You're and right. so then, then <laughs> within it. That sounds like a doctor from my fat saved my life. That was a diagnosis. He's got a fat, you got a fat sack. Fat sack. <laughs> <laughs> so then in a year, it went from being a little, sorry, puffy to being the size of a coconut. And then they went to the doctor and the doctor said, well, you're fat, lose weight. And then he tried to lose weight and it wasn't working and it just kept growing and growing and growing. And um, the penis remained the same size and is hidden under the sack for those that are wondering. Well, if anyone needs a break or an alcoholic beverage, I think this would be a good time because that's yeah. an accurate, accurate description. I... So how do you let, this reminds me actually, this reminds me of something that's very kind of in the world of TLC, but um, yeah, I'm going to quote Ricky Gervais again, because he's my hero, Lord and Saviour. Um, in one of his stand-ups, um, he was talking about, uh, one of his really early stand-ups, he was talking about some, something like the thousand pound people. He was talking about, you know, shows and these morbidly, morbidly um, obese people and how they end up in these TV shows. So actually, ah, yeah, it's very in theme. And he said, you know, so you had this whole bit about, I just don't understand how you get to 800 pounds. You get on the scale one day and you're like, ooh, 200, got to lose some weight. Get back on. You know what, 400, isn't there a point where you think, mm, maybe I should do something? No, it's okay. You step back on and you're 800. I mean, how has there not been a point when you've just gone, this number is not okay? And with this scrotal sack, that went from a coconut to 80 pounds, was there not a point that Jim, Ben, Dan, what's his name? Dan. Dan, Dan, Dan. said, ooh, I've got to do something. But maybe it is due to, due to you know, social economic issues, which is really desperately sad if that's the case. But if they went to the doctor before, couldn't they go, but I don't know. I don't know. It could be, it could be, but think of all those people we've seen on save my skin and all this who are who have had this growth for mm-hmm. 15 years and they just some people just really don't go to the doctor they don't I like don't go going to the doctor, to the doctor. they don't the trust doctor. the doctor yeah so that's very true i mean i am like the worst person i lived in a society where you can make a doctor's appointment and go to the doctor the same day or next day for free and i say free because you're paying for it in your taxes um and i still never went to the doctor I don't go to doctors and it's a terrible thing. I acknowledge it's awful and I should, but um, look, at least I go to the dentist. Okay. I just don't go to the doctor. Anyway. I'm the um, reverse. I, I don't go uh, to dentist, but I go to doctor. Yeah, but you've got American um, teeth. I've got English teeth. I have to go to the dentist. 
It's different. Very different. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah. So, anyway, we kind of see this going on. I'm trying to think of the progression of the show because it was 40 minutes. You kind of see that they come in and they document his life and it's just nothing. Mindy works at the factory at night. Um, and you know, she's just on him all the time, like looking after him. She has to do everything from bathe. I d- well, there's no bathing, was there? I don't know if we saw anything about bathing, but was like hugging on him and talking about sex a lot and just wanting this relationship. And she was just like the purest person you've ever met, right? She didn't even say the word sex, she said mar- marital relations. Wow, she just wanted was like, to well. get it on. Um, so he kind of sits in a chair all day. It's really sad. Like I watched it. I was like, oh, I need a breather here because this is, this is dark. But guess what? TLC comes in and saves the day, Kate. We're going to Hollywood. Does. We're going to Hollywood. <laughs> We're going to Irvine, but that's all right. No. <laughs> and, and we're just... going. Yeah, we're getting there. Like, How? <laughs> Could it be any more Tennessee Williams? They're getting there by a train, which train. I fell in love with. Because here's the deal. Yeah. I want to give someone a little bit of insight if you're American listening to this. In England, we get, um, you know, our public transport, because we're a smaller country, is massive. And everyone of every social economic level takes buses and takes trains. It's not a big deal at all. Um, and we use them constantly. And they're complete, the privatised are completely expensive now. But that's a whole other issue. But um, everyone takes a train everywhere, uh, whether you're very wealthy or middle class, local, whatever. Um, in America, you know, especially coming to LA, nobody takes, you know, there's this whole stigma with buses and trains. I always found it really strange. It's just not where I'm from um, yeah. and what I'm used to. So I first took the train a couple of times down to San Diego from LA and I fell in love because your shit is it's all clean. It's all fucking clean and it's cheap. And I was like, oh, are you kidding me? Like in England, it's just graffiti and shit everywhere on the trains. And it costs like £150 just to go from Reading to London. And you're just like, what? But I took an American train and I was like, this is it. The seats were big. They were clean. I went first class, which is like pennies to even go first class. And they had free alcohol. I was like, what? <gasps> you couldn't do that in England. You definitely couldn't do that in England. Yeah, they came around, what would you like to drink? I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, it was amazing. It was I w- amazing. So, yeah, I want to go. I want to go. Come from, do the Austin to LA on the train. You'll be wasted the entire time. It'd be great. You know what? That sounds like a great idea. Doesn't so, it? I was surprised. They Michigan to LA. That's a, that is a <sighs> long train ride. Yeah, yeah. You see, I understand. I think... I love the romance of it all because I'm thinking it's like an Agatha Christie. You know, someone's going to get killed on the train because that's just where <laughs> my mind goes. But um, yeah. yeah, obviously. But, you know, you saw them on the train and I, I fell in love with that. And I thought, this is Tennessee Williams. Anyway, so they get to California, Irvine. Oh, <laughs> they get to Irvine. And um, then they're going in. This is just a consultation. Is it right? Or is this... You, you missed a really good good scene they get they before they go to irvine they do what every tourist does when they go to la they think they need to go to the hollywood walk of fame do you remember this scene oh no this can you imagine how yeah what the producers did and filmed go on go on yeah i do remember so they make they make dan walk down the hollywood hall which walk of fame which if you haven't been there, it's like mm-hmm. every local avoids this area because right. it is 
dirty, crowded, touristy. It's not an enjoyable and experience. Everyone's robbing you. Everyone's everyone's <laughs> either out to rob you or they're shoving a CD in your hand to being like, listen to my album. That's all or, that happens in Hollywood. Or they're like urinating right next to you. It's just sure, it's not sure, sure, sure. it's not it's not cute, you know? So they're yeah. they're making him walk down the street and <sighs> They have all these people they're interviewing about when they saw him. And there's this guy who's like, what is wrong with him? Did you see that guy? I've seen a lot of weird shit in L.A., but that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. And I was like, jeez. It was really rough. I know. And making him, he could see how uncomfortable. I mean, he could barely walk anyway. And they're like, yeah, let's walk. Let's get you to walk down so everyone can stare at you like a zoo animal. Oh, and it looked hot. It looked hot hot out. Oh, God. God, you know what that place smells like in the best of days, let alone on a hot LA summer. <clears throat> so, um, so they go there anyway. Yeah, then they go to Irvine to the specialist, and what does the doctor say in there? I've kind of forgotten. They just kind of so, confirm what it is, right? Yeah. So the so the wife helps him kind of shove the oh, shove the the mouth. scrotum up on. Up onto the examination table, and the scene is pretty much the doctor being like, "Yep, you have scrotal lymphedema." lymphedema. Right, and he's like, which, "You know, their cat could have diagnosed." I mean, it's that's yeah, we 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 know that, dude. You knew this, like, I don't know why it took so long, but he do they do they then go back to Michigan and then go back out again for the surgery? Yeah, so they yeah. they schedule the surgery for a month from that day and so Mm -hmm. they head back all the way Mm -hmm. back to michigan by train and this is when we have the scene with the dad dan senior oh it was a senior of course it was so we we're we're taken to some other other house like in just a just in the middle of a forest somewhere like i don't know where these places are in america but i have a longing for it and then I realized I'd hate it. But I, this, I want to spend like a summer in a cabin in a forest in somewhere in America in these small towns. I'd probably get killed. But, you know, I'd like to just <clears throat> before then maybe write a book or something in the summer. And I don't know. It, it, it's, it fascinates me and terrifies me at the same time. Being from small town Iowa, it's yeah. not quite as romanticized in my mind. Because I romanticize I've... everything. I romanticize <laughs> Playwrights, <laughs> Michigan houses that are falling apart. Oh, romantic. Oh my gosh. But it's true. they're at, so I think it's his dad and mom's farm. And yeah. they decide they really want to know how much this gosh darn thing weighs. And so they, so they ta- do something. Yep, go ahead. Yep. Can't. So they don't Can't. know how to how to weigh it. They couldn't weigh it at the doctor's. And so Dan Sr. has this great idea to use his hunting scale. Right. Now I'm just going to stop you there. Just going to stop you there. I was team Dan Sr. until they said that H word. And I thought, you can go to hell. It's disgusting. How? Let's. You know what? I can go on a rant. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. All I'm going to say is, if listeners, if you don't like this, not going to apologize. No one needs to be hunting and killing animals. End of story. And this moron goes out, takes a gun, and slaughters animals for what? A sport? It's disgusting. <sighs> anyway, so he gets the H scale, and then what happens? 
which if you don't know, it's, it's just a metal bar basically with this sort of, uh, fabric, uh, what would you call that? Like a, like a, like a hammock thing to, to like a hammock, innocent yeah. murdered animals on. Yep. Carry on. Yeah. So they put, they lift his, uh, ball sack onto this, no. onto this hammock and find out it weighs 80 pounds, AKA five bowling balls, which Dan said at the beginning of the documentary, he's like, I think it's about, th- I would describe it as three bowling balls. And then we find out it's five bowling balls is how much it weighs. And his dad. Go on. You can, you can repeat it. You repeat what his dad said. Did you write it down? The part I remember from memory, he's like, well, I never thought I'd see the day where I'm weighing my son's scrotum, but here Dinner. we are. <laughs> that needed a moment of silence. A father. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? TLC didn't feed him that. I genuinely no. think that was him. It was so shocking and horrific. And you just wonder what life is all about at that point. I'm sat on my sofa watching a show about a man who lives in a forest in Michigan who's weighing his son's scrotum. And I'm thinking, Pauline, how did we get here? You know, how did we get here? Um, It's just my station in life at this point, I guess. But it's okay. It's okay. So there was that pleasant scene. And then they have a scene where he's getting ready to leave to go back to Hollywood to get his uh, operation. And they're also going to be taking off, like, a lot of his, like, a stomach or loose skin around his stomach or something. And his stom- it wasn't a bypass, but um, stomach bypass. But I don't know what it was. So they have a an outdoor kind of barbecue. Fascinated by it as well. It was just so silent. It was just so sad. It was this house that probably came with like so much land that costs pennies, mm-hmm. but they're just in the middle of no. You know, I can't, I'm not going to get over this. It was just, just a lot for me to watch. I was transported, dreamlike state. They were just some. Odd. They were just like some quiet farm folk. Yeah. Although we have not mentioned Dan's mm-hmm. hair. Which I'm shocked you haven't brought up this ponytail. It's another wacky oh, I'm ponytail. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I didn't. I, I apologize deeply. Dan has a pretty much buzzed head. He has a mullet, okay? And the back is very long and it's lime green. Lime green oh. ponytail. So he's, he's like... Just, you know, it's, you see this a lot in these documentaries. And I have to be very careful how I word this. My friend refers to it as, <laughs> you know, she's practically like a third host of this show at this point. She gave us functional faces. She's the one that I watch all the shit docs with. Um, but she says, don't you? I've got to be very careful. You always find people that are perhaps lost their looks or <laughs> let themselves go to a mm-hmm. very, very large extent. Mm-hmm. always have jazzy hair and jazzy nails. And she uses the word <laughs> jazzy because that's what they think it is. It's always 
spiked pink hair or something it, you know what you're not you're standing out in a crowd enough looking the way you do we don't need to do some horrific hairstyle and hair color as well and that's what he was doing it was the poor man had no identity apart from sitting in a chair so what else is he going to do grow a ponytail and dye it green to be jazzy it was striking enough that it was almost as if he did it to say don't look at the 80 pound ball sack <laughs> Look at the lime green ponytail. He sat one day and thought, what's gonna distract what's gonna distract the person that sees me with no underwear on and no pants and a third leg? I know, I'll grow a ponytail and dye it green. Ding 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 ding. That's what it was. He was exactly like was. hot Probably topic. If it Hot Topic rough. came to life as a human. Yeah, he had like it was, black t- Yeah. It was rough. So you're anyway. right. you don't see them going back to Hollywood, um, which I would have enjoyed. I wish we could have got some more footage from the train. That I would have really enjoyed that. I mean, they gave us a little bit of storyline on the first time out there because the wife, Mindy, is talking about how this is just another time where it could be a romantic, fun thing that they're going to do, but he's mm-hmm. stuck in the train car. He can't move around. and Right. She's, she's wistfully looking out the window and... They she they talk a lot about how they used to do all this active stuff and then now they, they just sit at the which house. I, I find I find it kind I, of hard to believe, I, but anyway, yeah, yeah. I think um, it's like I think it's like swimming in a pond, you know, swimming stuff. in a pond, and there's a lot camping. of pond swimming where they're from. A lot camping of pond swimming. and yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. So yes, they get there, and then he has the operation, and it all went fine. Twelve and- hours. Oh, was it 12 hours? It was a 12-hour operation, yeah. So the next we kind of see is he's back in the forest, in the magical forest in, in Michigan. And he is up walking around. Now, I'm going to say something. The man had obviously this huge thing he had to get rid of. But he was also very, very overweight, which I'm surprised they didn't mention just for his health and stuff like that. Um, he had lost no weight. He and almost looked heavier. He looked, I know. And I thought, because he kept saying before, he's like, you know, I just sit all day and it's terrible. I can't move. I can't do anything. And the next thing we see is frying chicken in the kitchen, looking heavier than ever. And I'm just like, I thought, dude, I'm glad you can bang your wife now, but I thought you'd at least be able to move a little bit and maybe lose some weight. No, we're not going to do that. And Mindy is just so tickled pink she's calling him baby doll baby doll this oh, baby doll that and i was like oh mindy got laid yeah mindy's getting it as much as possible um and we- was there anything else hang on we missing anything i have like three more scenes i wrote about oh shit do i okay go ahead i don't think i do if i know okay so He's cooking chicken, oh, yeah. they're eating, oh, yeah. Min- Mindy mm-hmm. got laid, okay. And then we get this scene, and this inspirational music starts playing. And all of a sudden, he comes over the hill, and he's going as fast as he can on a four-wheeler. And his parents, oh, Dan Sr. and the and his mom, are just standing there watching him ride the four-wheeler with these solemn faces. And he's just like, oh, four-wheeler. You're right. And it, You're right. it was, I it was forgot like, that. 
Dun, 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 dun. I've been I've been wanting to ride my four wheeler for years. Dun, 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 dun. It was really like you don't maybe want to work out and get rid of get healthy and and maybe maybe cut the ponytail. No, he just wants to get on a four wheeler. Same way. I'm sorry, I can't get over that. I just thought maybe there'd be maybe a scene of him play tennis or maybe that's too much to ask but maybe it'd be just something but there was like nothing it was just him sitting down again but now he can sit down in a different place on a four-wheeler what they should have done is had him go to uc irvine to get the big sack removed and then Mm -hmm. send him straight to doctor now i keep hearing now doctor now is 600 pound life right yeah and he's see i don't know that he's so funny Okay, that, we will explore that a lot when we get to that show. But I do know Doctor, I can see his face in a lot of like parodies and like movies yeah. of them. Yeah, well, you're right. yeah, that would have been perfect. Get it all done. He could have been then doubled his income on the TLC shows. Could have done mm-hmm. two. Perf. A twofer, a twofer, yeah. You know what would be so interesting, Kate? If we, and listen, we've done our call. Um, we will continue to call for our um, agents in the field. Um, to give us more info if you have worked on a TLC show or, you know, all of that stuff that we go on about. But I want to know what they're getting paid. What did him and Mindy get paid for that? I wonder. Obviously, their travel was covered and the medical expenses were covered. We know that. TLC would have paid for the doctors, paid for the train. I wonder. I'd love to know. I would love to know. It would be a couple of thousand max, right? Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. say like they'd probably give him a couple two, of thousand, two or three grand for the whole yeah. thing. Yeah, you'd probably be able to buy the entire town that they live in in that magical forest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they came back and they were balling out at that bowling alley. <laughs> Ooh, They're oh, like chicken yeah. nuggets for everyone. <laughs> Seriously. By the way, did we know as he just mentioned bowling alley? Now, if you couldn't have been more obvious, TLC, where do they take him? Somewhere where he's surrounded by balls. I mean, really, TLC? (laughs) Really? Did you think we weren't going to mention that? I know. They talk about the bowling ball analogy like two or three times throughout the whole thing. And then that's where they end up. But then the very last scene, it just like kept having more scenes. The very last scene is him taking Mindy on a romantic date to Clara's oh on the river. And Clara's he, on the river. He we can do ads for you, Clara's on the river, if you, uh, if you want us to. Email us. Just, uh, email us. If, if you were their server at Clara's on the river, <laughs> email us. At tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. <laughs> so we get his, we get them getting ready. He's combing his green ponytail. He puts on a button-up shirt. And and pants? Is he wearing pants at this point? <laughs> he's got his pants on. He's got his underwear on. There's candles on the table. And they split a real big dessert. That's what I was going to say. Look, I you said it. I didn't say it. Um, yeah, I thought they then tucked into like some 8,000 calorie brownie or something. And I just, and that was it. That was the end of their love story. And that was sure it. they're still together. And I'm sure they're madly in love with each other. And I wish everyone would have love like that. But I, you know, the love to wrap your partner's 80 pound groin every day is and not get sex. That's love. Woo. And work at a factory to fund your life. I mean, Mindy is a saint dude mindy is the mvp i hope that mindy had a really good vibrator at least oh god yeah something someone at the factory but um something 
Yeah. So that was kind of it. Um, it yep. was, we got a glimpse, as we kind of said, we got a glimpse of this other man that had had the bigger groin. Um, but that's not on the Wheel of Shame, so we're not going to have to watch two <sighs> groin stories. I was wondering about no. that. Okay. No, that's it's not, good. It's not. Um, so time to rate, Kate. Oh, oh, oh that's uh, time to rate, Kate. Time to rate. All right, so what are you going to give the man with the 80-pound groin? Simple. 80 pounds of learning. Same, 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 same. That was kind of oh. like, what the? Boom, we did it together. We did it together. 80 pounds of learning. Um, so that's it. That was the man with the 80-pound groin. It was one that we were looking forward to. Um, definitely didn't live up to the hype, but, you know, that's no. what's going to happen with TLC shows. <laughs> watched it first thing kind of set yeah. the tone for my day I, just... I know I know it I was... watched it I was like oh hello darkness my old friend the, keep... we, wait there's a lot of that a we didn't lot you, of that watching. we didn't even say the darkest line out of the whole thing what right before he goes into surgery they're interviewing him and he goes he goes well you know if it goes well then Mindy can have a happy life with me and if it doesn't go well and I die in there, well, I'll be happy with that too because at least she can move on. Excuse me? He said that. I didn't hear that. I was probably too deep in my depression at that point watching the show. What? Oh, fuck God. He said that Dude, and I was I, like, yeah. wow, okay. It's my brain probably switched off. They were like, you've had enough today, Paulie. You can't hear this. You can't was- hear this. <laughs> Keep living in your fantasy of murders on trains and don't don't get much darker than that. Oh well, good luck so. to Tim, Dan, whatever his name is, and his wife Mindy. What's our next show? Okay. Yes. Um, second show. Now this is an interest. This this is this is interesting. All right, our second show that we picked was uh, Breaking Amish. So. Let's read the synopsis for this. The series revolves around five young Anabaptist adults, four Amish and one Mennonite, who move to New York City in order to experience a different life and decide whether to return to their communities or remain outside of them and face ostracism by their families and friends. Now, before we start on this, or, well, we're just starting on it. I had definitely watched watched quite a bit of this before, I kind of knew the players. There are four seasons. The first season one and two have the same players in it. And then three, and and I'd never watched anything other than that. So I thought all four seasons were going to be kept covering these people. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. Season three, they bring in new people. And then season four, they bring in new people. Um, Kate, I watched it all. I watched it all. Wow. I have been okay so a lot of things i'm obsessed with one of them is the amish culture and i i spoke to amish in your home state of iowa so i was i've always been fascinated by the amish culture didn't know a lot about it obviously it doesn't exist in england so i thought oh you know when i come to i've always wanted to see them in america and i've seen i've been through places where i've seen the signs where it says the buggy crossing and things like that and i thought Actually, you know what I had once again, everything's romanticized. So <laughs> this this whole idea of, you know, what it's like and 
and um this whole removed society which it is you know um we don't you know in my romantic view we definitely don't go into the fact that their dentistry is removing all their teeth with pliers but anyway we'll get into that um but i i was in iowa and i went to an amish bakery and i walked up i mean i was like a i was wide-eyed bushy-tailed wide-eyed everything i was taking it in and the men i walked up the steps and the men put their head down and wouldn't look at me i was like oh and then i walked in and the most beautiful cakes and pastries and that baking's phenomenal and so i'm taking i'm looking at everything and i see the women in the kitchen and they're all barefoot and i found that really interesting as well they weren't wearing shoes and the people oh. i was with i asked why and they were like oh i don't know but um, they were walking around with no shoes on, and obviously they had a wood-burning stove that they were cooking everything in because there's no electricity. And and they were anyway. Then we went to another Amish store down the road, and they were selling quilts. And so I started to engage in a conversation with this this woman, an Amish lady. She was probably mid forties, mid to late forties. And when I say it was a beautifully unnerving interaction. That's the most perfect way to sum it up. I was speaking to this woman at the age in her 40s, and it was as though I was speaking to a young girl. She couldn't, she goes, where are you from? And her voice, her eyes were big, and she was kind of assessing me and kind of understanding. I said, oh, I'm from England. She goes, wow. Where is that? (laughs) Yeah, she just was so enamored by the fact that I wasn't from there and was asking me questions. And I I had to push the words back because I was about to be like, oh, have you been to England? And I was like, no, (laughs) she doesn't go to England. They don't go on planes. Um, So, but I was fascinated by her. She just had, if she had started like skipping down a prairie, I wouldn't have been surprised. It was this (laughs) level of naivete and innocence that I just... I was mesmerized by it. I really was. And she made the most beautiful quilts, obviously all handmade. They cost a fortune, by the way. The Amish must be wealthy because they were like hundreds and hundreds of dollars, these quilts. Okay, that explains how all these kids had money on this show. Well, I think TLC gave them a stipend, to be honest. That's that's what it was. They had no clue about money. I I think it was a stipend. but Okay. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that was my interaction with the Amish. So I had watched... A, a lot pretty much all of season one and a little bit of season two beforehand um so i was excited to go back to it, it was years ago and i kind of watched it I was like oh i remember this and then i watched three and four with new people um but to i mean you're from iowa what's your experience with the amish i've never had an actual interaction with amish <gasps> people i don't think um i went to college near a um a town where a lot of Amish people live so I would occasionally see them around town but um that's that's about the extent of it honestly I don't know I just I oh wow I find it interesting so for anyone I'm sure everyone knows what we're talking about here but for anyone that doesn't the Amish culture um is essentially it is a religious um sect organization like i guess you would say they um are they um are segregated from uh segregated isn't the right word they live independently from modern society they have their own language which is amish dutch 
uh, or German-Dutch. It's kind of a mix. It's not a regular um, German. Um, they basically live, work under, you know, the ruling of their religious texts. Um, and they don't have any electricity. They wear very plain clothes, even there so many rules. But um, it's stepping back into like the 1800s, um, 1700s even. They have dolls, but the dolls aren't allowed to have faces on them because they think that's a sign of vanity. So when they give their babies, like everything's homemade from scratch, no electricity, they're using fire burning stoves. They, they're up at three o'clock in the morning, like milking cows. I mean, their life is, they say, it's they usually finish education at about eighth grade, which is, what is that? How old are you in America? That's like 14 or 13, something like that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them don't have any education at all um, from, from that. They live, they work to the bone like physical manual labor they go to church for like three hours on a sunday that's the day of rest the women have babies they cook it's those traditional type of um, roles and what i when i first started learning about the amish years and years ago i learned about rum springer and i think it's because there was a band actually i wonder if they're still around i just should have googled that called rum springer and i didn't know where that name came from and um it's a usually a year that's given to Amish children when they are about 17 or 18, where they go and live with, they live English. Now, when they use the word English, it means that they are living in modern society. Yes. Um, they will take, because they all wear the same clothes as well, with the bonnet, the women wear the bonnets, and the men wear the hats, and the homemade dresses. And so they're given a year, and I watched a documentary about Rum Springer, and it's very scary because you are pushing a top as someone essentially with the ideas of the world and street smarts of a toddler into the world and the rate that the majority of them return back to the Amish community is extremely high which I always found fascinating because it terrifies them, the real world they come out and the first thing they do is drink and party their ass off so massive amounts of them end up getting DUIs they end up getting, because they don't drive cars either, remember, in the Amish community. Right. Um, and this Rum Springer documentary just shows them, I mean, they're doing, they go one day from the Amish, from the safe, safe community to they'll smoke a cigarette and have a beer. And the next thing they're doing meth. I mean, like a week later, it's, it was a really shocking documentary. It reminded me of those kids that would have super strict parents in in high school and then they would get to college and just go nuts. Yeah, it was it was really striking because they don't know the world. They don't at all. And the Amish deliberately want to keep it like that. But they say, go out for a year, see what it's like to live with the English um, and then come back. And the majority of them from this documentary all came back. Kate was very interesting. I'd like, back to the Amish life. I'd like to watch that. That's it was an HBO documentary. It was years old, but it was very, very interesting, but hugely tragic. It was a couple that died from ODs because they're doing drugs. They don't know. They had never even had a cigarette before. They and don't know. suddenly they're on meth. Oh. I mean, they, you know, it's deeply really unsettling. Deeply, deeply unsettling. unsettling. Um, so, Kate, we start season one and two covers the following characters. We have... Okay. Um, where's my list? Da, 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 da. We have Jeremiah, Kate, Sabrina, Abe, and Rebecca. Now, all of them are Amish, apart from Sabrina, who's Mennonite. 
Mm-hmm. Jeremiah and Sabrina were both adopted. And this was a running theme in all four seasons. I didn't realize this. The Amish adopt a lot of children. I hadn't, I didn't know that at all. Why is that? Is there a reason? Don't know. I have oh. no idea. They never explored it a lot, but we kept meeting children that go, uh, yeah, I was adopted. I was adopted. I, and I thought that's so interesting. I would, I would speculate that it's because they want to save as many people as they can. And that's like, okay, we're saving. I don't think it's about saving. It I think it's about that they, um, it's purely because women are supposed to have children and perhaps these women cannot Can't. so they just they go to orphanages and they they um you know they 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 adopt which is beautiful but it was very interesting the majority of these people in this were all adopted and i think yeah. so they had a urge to really find out who they are because the essence of this this show is um that some of them have done run rum springer a lot of them are like around 80 no 19 to 25 that's kind of the age of these people and they decided to, um, they, I don't know the background of the casting. That would all be very interesting of how this even came about. Because essentially yeah. TLC leads you to believe they met with a low, uh, with um, different Amish Mennonite young adults that said, I, I'm thinking of leaving. And in Amish, you're not, in the Amish culture, you're not even allowed to take photographs, let alone have a TLC camera crew on your property so the that's all very blurry how the casting even happened with this yeah and they do that they do that classic tlc thing where they have them reenact them moving out of their homes yes i mean and there was some audio where they are having genuine conversations with their parents saying i'm leaving the parents are going you get shunned right you'll be shunned you'll never come back here you cannot wear clothes like that you cannot cut your hair you can't you know um so it was that was blurry and I would love to I didn't do any research obviously but I would love to have kind of figured out how TLC explained because they have no access to the internet but then but then again we're talking about this but they're still young people that are inquisitive so they would say a lot of them they said we when we go into the town they work at farmers markets a lot right in the community and they say we're interested we want to know what a cell phone is we want to know how to use it so they would they would find ways to get things and hide it so some of them aren't as naive as we think they are as interested as any teenager is on music and the world so do you think a casting person from tlc was milling about at a farmer's market i think it's very like i think it's very likely i was trying to figure out how this happened i think the ones that ended up on this show the majority of them had a family member that would appear on the show. Some of them, not not all of them, some of them did. Yeah. And they were filming on their property for a little bit, even though they did have to genuinely dodge when they saw the bishop coming. Right. Um, they said, I've told my parents that they're filming for uh, following the life of the Amish. And there aren't many documentaries at all that do that because it's not allowed. So I'm wondering if what they did is, I think there's a very good chance of farmer's market because they do interact with society like I did. You know, at these they have these bake shops, they have all these things that the general public come into. So I think maybe TLC came up with it. They came up with this idea and just started putting posters up. I think it's very likely. Um, so... We meet them and it's kind of them leaving and telling their family they're going to New York um, because, <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. They're saying, um, so the whole kind of pretense is, is that they're going to go and see what life is like outside of everything. And they're going to New York. Um, and obviously TLC is set it up where they give them a home and they go to New York and have to kind of figure it out. New York um, City, by the yeah, way. New York Not- City. Not New York State, New York City. These people... I couldn't I, believe this. And these first couple of seasons were the most genuine. Um, yeah. There's a lot of things in here that we can go into. We could spend a lot of time going on about this because there's a lot of kind of... Two of the characters actually already knew each other and they pretended that they got together on the show. One of them had a kid. It's really... It gets really, really convoluted. But essentially, they, they all meet up. So we have Jeremiah, who he's adopted, and he is a... He's um, thirty. He's thirty-two, by the way. That's when true. This, when this that's, starts, he's older. That. Which makes sense to me when you watch him. He's had like DUIs. See, you find a lot of them have had DUIs. That's a running theme in this because mm-hmm. they're from Springer and like just not knowing a lot about anything. So you have him. Then you have Kate, who wants to be a. She was like the bishop's daughter. And she wants to be a model. She ends up hanging out with Leonardo DiCaprio. She she's interesting. Then you have you have Abe and Rebecca, and you see them get in the van when they're going to go to the airport. And Abe and Rebecca are like, "Oh, hi, good to meet you." It t- they end up spoiler alert they end up getting together over season one and getting married. Okay, Rebecca had already been married and divorced before. You don't get divorced in the Amish culture, so this was another thing as well. Some of them had like had a baby out of wedlock. Some of them had been divorced. They weren't regular abiding Amish people. So I think we need to take that into like the casting. I think anyone that like a couple of these had been divorced and had kids and you're like, hang on, what? You don't do that in Amish culture Mm. at all. So they were already kind of rebellious or going against the grain. So they probably had cell phones. They were probably interacting in the town a little bit more. Some of them had English boyfriends. So, you know, they had access to the outside world, and that's how they probably got cast. Yeah, when yeah, I th- I think mm. they were definitely, and this is reported. I've seen this kind of around the internet that they had to pretend that they were more innocent than they actually were. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. For storyline purposes. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Um, and so you have Abe. So um, you have Abe and uh, Rebecca. That was their story. And, and then you find out that she's actually already been married and divorced and never told him, apparently, and has a kid. And she's like, and then you find out he actually, wasn't he the father of the kid? You find that. It was really, their storyline was really odd. They act like they didn't know each other. They'd lived in the same Amish community when they were younger. They had dated. They'd had a kid. Then they separated to live in two different states. She got married and divorced to someone else. And then um, comes on the show with him. And they're like, oh, hi. Oh, hi. We don't really know each other. And then they end up getting married. It, and by, was- the, by the second season, I just found most of these people to just be awful. Oh, they're... Well, I haven't spoken about Sabrina. So we have Jeremiah, Kate, Abe, and Rebecca. Now, Sabrina, she's a Mennonite. I'm going to read you what I wrote about her. So first of all, she's um, she's adopted as well, and she was she was married and divorced. To describe Sabrina, she she's someone that I say 
is very, you can tell is very, very damaged. And I wrote down here, I feel like some people have a hard life. And then there are others that just find life very hard. And I think Sabrina's one of those that just finds life very, very hard. Her head was down. She spoke. I kept, as I was going through the seasons, I was like, who does she remind me of? And she reminds me of Mira Savino from um, Romeo and Michelle's High School Reunion. You know, she, uh, yeah. like, like, I can't do the, I can't do it. But it's all, it's all monotone and kind of do- hey, uh, Michelle, like, she kind of talks like this all the time, and it's kind of <laughs> deep. Um, I'm doing a really bad impression, but if you know the character... Uh, we invented post-its. That's it, yeah. yeah. We, we invented post-its. Yeah, she's like that. So she speaks exactly like that, but her head's always down, and she always looks like she's on the verge of tears, and you just feel like you've been through stuff. That's what I kind of felt with her. She was my favorite of all of them. Agreed. She was, and her storyline was really tragic because I did actually look her up. You see her go through these two seasons. You find out she already had two kids as well. Oh. Yeah, but they were living with the father's family. See, it's these weren't just Amish kids brought off the farm. Like, yeah. Anyway, she was adopted. They get to, um, they take them all to New York. And then, Kate, do you want to kind of talk to about what they would yeah like in new york yeah okay so they all get to new york plane train automobile and that in itself is a journey oh wow a plane Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. and then they they get to new york which first of all i was like could they not have sent them to omaha or des moines it's tlc it's tlc baby tlc new york city oh my god so they're putting they're putting them up in this hotel and so they have this like wacky scene of them picking up the telephone and playing with the radio and Mm -hmm. uh turning on and off the light switch in the water and um (laughs) my favorite description that someone gave for wanting to leave was uh who was it I think it was the guy who I don't like, which is Jeremiah. Jeremiah. They just, before he got to the city, they just show him doing chores and he's like, being Amish, you can't do anything. I'm bored. I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> Basically with him. Yeah. So they're, they're very excited about all these modern conveniences. Yeah. And so they, they decide they want to f- go to Times Square. The, yeah. The, the Hollywood Walk of Fame of exactly. New York City. And they are asking people how to get there. They are getting lost. They're getting very overwhelmed. It's clearly like um, when you go to Las Vegas and it's just stimulation yeah. overload. Right. right. And so they do that and they're they're up on the rooftop and they're drinking wine and they're buying yeah, sunglasses. Drinking. Which are all... The, I mean, this. I don't even want to talk about style. They have no clue, right? So they, no. they're wearing stuff that oh, it's just they think is rebellious, and it's like let's go and get our ears pierced, and it's like they're wearing stuff like where it's really heavy, like metal chains that they think is cool. It's like oh, so cringy, so cringy. Jeremiah really moved into his final form, though. He's like, oh, I'm like, this God. is how he was meant to look. He has, yeah, a, exactly. he has an, he has an eyebrow I, hoop. He has sure, big, sure. thick metal earrings. He's yeah. wearing Jinko jeans and a baggy sweatshirt. I was like, yeah, that's that's him. You're right. You're so right. And he's a dick. Did we he's, mention that? 
Oh God, the men are <laughs> so the misogynistic. Men. Oh, totally. Um, so you see, they automatically all hate Kate because she's very, very pretty. Yep. And um, this girl Rebecca is an absolute bitch as well. I just want to say, God, I'm really <laughs> sorry, but she is. She's not an attractive girl. And she keeps saying, I'm going to go and I want to model like Kate. That would be fun. Let's go and model. Uh, Did you notice that easy to become a model, Kate? I mean, I I didn't know. So they're in New York and Kate actually has the physique, um, somewhat of the physique. She doesn't weigh like two pounds. She's a very, very thin girl, but she's not like the emaciated for like runway, which she ends up kind of trying to trying to get, which is a whole storyline. But anyway, she's um, she's photographs very, very well and is tall and has a bone structure and has all of that. So they go to modeling agencies and it's her and this girl, Rebecca, who is just like, you know, those really, she's bitter and angry. She's just bitter and angry and sour. That's the word. She's really sour. She's, oh, she's a horrible character. And she, of course, uh, they don't want anything to do with her. No, she, she always looks like she's sucking on a lemon. No, no, she has horrible. a stank. She just radiates negativity. Oh, she's a horrible creature. I know. And then, of course, the agents are like, oh, we really like you, Kate. We want you to come back. And she ends up getting a contract. And she, I looked her up. She's been genuinely had gigs. It's not been like, you know, runway, but she's definitely been a commercial working model. Nice. Um, and so Rebecca comes out and she's like, well, I didn't want it anyway. You're just like, oh give me she's like a child she's horrible and she's just hates kate you can just tell because she's kate's pretty and like oh yeah the both the girls like no one likes kate because the men can't sleep with her because she doesn't want to sleep with them and she doesn't want to she wants to actually experience life like she actually wants to go to clubs and hang out with people that aren't amish and they hate her for it they're nasty to her they're mean and it's just, I really just think it's because she's pretty and nice and is popular and people want to be around her. It's kind of similar to me. So. I was just going to say my whole life. Yeah, my whole life. My yeah. whole life. So, um, you know, that's been, so that was kind of the, her. And Sabrina mm-hmm. is just tortured. Like, <laughs> imagine she's just all, she's a very small girl and her head's always down. Her head's down, like she's hiding from the camera, but she's hiding from life. Like, maybe that's going too deep, but there's just a lot. Oh, by the way, Rebecca doesn't have any teeth. Did I mention that? (laughs) I forgot to mention that. You know what? I can't blame I'd be, I'd be fucking miserable if someone removed all my teeth with pliers, because that's what the Amish dentists do. Dentists. I don't know what to talk. They went, she went to a dentist and they said this is barbaric what happened to her. Oh, God. That's horrible. Oh, anyway. And then, then, do you remember the scene in the hotel? They're getting ready to go. And um, Sabrina is eating an apple. Okay. um, And Rebecca is just comes up to her and is like you're just always eating oh that was hard yeah that's it's deep. so annoying that's how you're always dark. eating that's dark and sabrina that's was like dark. sabrina was like yeah. i'm eating an apple this is my breakfast like yeah. i just kind of eat throughout the day well you were eating all you were, it's just she, rebecca's got the body of kind of um they call it like skinny fat not that it's it matters what anyone's body's like but she's just naturally very very thin right this rebecca's mm-hmm. always she's probably this girl that girl's just always been very very thin but mm-hmm. doesn't really have like a shape it's really strange but 
Sabrina is, has said she struggled with her weight. She was overweight. And so for someone to comment on your eating is, oh, awful. Oh, it's really dark. Um, yeah, Rebecca's just nasty. She hates the other girls. She's just miserable. Um, I mean, Kate, we have four seasons. I don't know how much you want to kind of go. Do you want to kind of skim over what happens in New York with all of them, their relationships? Because we should go on to like where they go to the, the next season. Um, so they get together. Well, Rebecca and Abe get together yep. during season one, right? And then yep, they marry. They get married. And then what happens with Jeremiah and... Um, Sabrina and, and Sabrina don't they sleep so together they sleep together but she later says and like so Jeremiah in itself we haven't really spoken about him. he is just a guy that is desperate to seem um to put it simply cool he's desperate to be noticed he's desperate to rebel goes and gets a tattoo straight away and just has they're just so clueless on any type of style or culture that you know he gets a tribal tattoo and it's like i'm super cool now and he's completely misogynistic he is horrific to sabrina at one point in season two sabrina's adopted as is he by the way she's drunk and crying because she turned him down and this is if you've ever had this and i remember this one guy at college that was horrific to me because i wouldn't sleep with him and um and then i had a boss that was like that as well but this is a lot we could go into that that's another podcast but this yeah. one guy reminded me of, of, of jeremiah reminded me of this one guy she like he was always trying to sleep with her yeah and she said in the reunion that he quote tried to put it in but she stopped him um so he was just always trying to sleep with her and he admits that he really really liked her and now she's a bitch because she didn't feel the same way. Like that, if you're a woman, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That anger. These men end up hating you because they just want to have sex with you and they can't. It's a horrific feeling and position to be in. It's it's, it's incel vibes. Yeah, it's, exactly. He's exactly. that guy. Yeah. Yes. And so anyway, in season two, I just want to mention this is kind of speaks to his character. They're sat and she's crying and he's like drunk and because there's so much drinking with all of this because they have no idea how to regulate any of the drinking. None. And swearing. They curse yeah, they so can't. much. Oh, I didn't really. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, he sat there and he's going to um to her, you know, you hurt me and you did this. And she goes, oh, shut up. Like, just stop. Just stop. And he goes, look, even your mother didn't want you. <gasps> I forgot about that. And you're just like, who, dude... You're not clever. You're not witty. You're not no. cool. You're just a mean, gross, sad, pathetic man. And that's what he's like the entire time with Sabrina. And she's so beaten down. Her shoulders are curved over. She's just beaten down by life. Oh, and yeah. Awful. You and know, then they it's... season two, the, the season starts with them renting an RV. Mm-hmm. And... They all get the gang back together. Yeah, this is to, the premise of season two. Yeah, to journey down to Florida, and their whole thing is they're going to move to Sarasota, Florida, where there's all these ex Amish people, and their life is going to be so much better because they won't be shunned by everyone. And <sighs> yeah. first of all, but first of all, before they leave, they're hanging out with this really creepy character, this guy that they're friends with from childhood. And he's like, if I ever see Jeremiah, he's going to be in the yes. hospital because I'm going to beat the crap out of him because he slept with my fiance. 
Yeah. He, it was, yeah. He, yeah, that guy. He was, so, he was a friend of Abe and Rebecca's and he was like, I know him. And because he had gone to the wedding of Abe and Rebecca with his then fiance. And this, I mean, Jeremiah is one of those guys as well that would sleep with anything. I mean, anything, anything. any woman that showed him a tiny bit of attention is like, oh, she's in love with me and I'm going to sleep with her. And so he went and slept. And it, I hated that they kept being like, oh, he's such a playboy type of thing. No, he's not. He's disgusting and just wants to sleep with anything he can. It's gross. And so he ended up, He they went to this wedding and this dude slept with her. And um, this guy was evidently still extremely angry about it all and just think he's disgusting. And there were so many people that hate him, that hate Jeremiah. Everyone hates Jeremiah. Yeah. So they, they journey down to... This part was funny to me. They, they're they taking this big road trip, but none of them mm. have ever been on a road trip. So they don't know what they're doing. And they have no an clue. RV. It's the middle of winter and they just yeah. park it. They just park it in a random parking lot. Yeah. And they're shivering to death because they didn't go to an RV site to hook it up to electricity. Like it's a mess. Yeah. And then when they're almost to Sarasota, Jeremiah lays it on them oh, yeah. that he did not, he in fact doesn't have anywhere for them to stay so they have to mm-hmm. walk around and ask strangers for somewhere to live in the and we will add in the Amish community because there's a big Amish community because the whole reason they're going there is because Jeremiah had moved after season one they'd all kind of splintered off to wherever they were some went back to the Amish community um to live but live English and then he went down to Florida and that's when he was like well come down here so they go down the yeah, end he's like I've got nowhere to live but there's a ton there's a big Amish community here so let's go and ask them so they're going up speaking Dutch these people being like can I stay here and what there was such a fallout from the first season there'd been nothing like this on tv before so the genuine Amish community were disgusted by all of them they were really angry with this show so they really are um um victimized a lot they that people don't want anything to do with them in the Amish culture um so they're asking someone to stay and everyone's like no i'm not renting to you i'm not staying you you people are just coming up to me they film it and they're just like get out of here you shamed us you do terrible things you're not a good representation of the Amish culture so they end up finding one guy that would rent a house to them an Amish house so they live there and they're all just I mean, it's just them sat there and it looks really, really boring. And then they have like this Jeremiah's girlfriend. Oh, now, <laughs> Florida, Florida, Florida. You've given <laughs> us, you, you've, you are the state that <laughs> just keeps on giving. I mean, you are, the, you are. TLC essentially um and this girl comes up and it's all like full-on early 2000s clothes right and um she hates Sabrina because this poor girl has done see once again she's she's always the victim Sabrina oh she yeah comes in barges into this house like why are you and she attacks Sabrina why are you trying to sleep with my gut she's like I don't want anything to do with him I don't even like him and he sat there going I'm good out for a cigarette and this girl is laying into Sabrina's sleep, just being horrific to her. Sabrina is like, God, you see her, she's holding a pillow in front of her, like grasping it with tears in her eyes. And then she decides to speak up and she said, at least I don't, um, at least I don't have an STD. And the girl was, I wrote this down, the girl was named Kim and she just responds, oh, uh, I don't have a disease. I got treated. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's That's gone. That's what we're dealing with. It's gone That's now, okay? Thank you, Florida. Um, <laughs> My- so it, it was really bad. And then she goes out and she's trying to beat her up. And you're like, just... St-. And he's just there, like, doing nothing. He doesn't give a shit. It's horrible treatment. It's really awful. It's very like, oh, you're such a gank and yeah. it's, it's very and Sabrina's like I don't want anything to do with him leave me alone she's like if you come anywhere near him and she's like I'm living with him what do you yes I I'm... really like sorry I don't even want to be around your predator boyfriend like I know. you can definitely I know. keep him and then um, we have the side characters of Abe who's married to Rebecca his brother who claims oh. um who says that that he'd slept with Rebecca. Um, and then there was his mother um, oh. that also comes down. Who's, she's on camera. And I'm like, you you want to be, you want to be a movie star. Like she wants, <gasps> she's okay with the camera. Uh, yeah, that scene. But there's this scene where Abe's mom and his sister are, mm-hmm. pe- are there. They're pensively, they're staring out the window. Mm-hmm. And talk about a Tennessee Williams play. Mm-hmm. And... They're just very solemn and they're having this very quiet conversation. I think we should go to Florida. And she's like, but what about father? Your sister will take care of father. We've been <gasps> shunned and he doesn't want to be shunned. So we will go without him. And then they get, and then they like, they take a van, they take a van down to Florida and she refused, she got traumatized this mother by buying, she bought a hamburger in New York City and it cost $25. Yeah. And so she forces the daughter to Uh only eat from this jar of beef. The whole, my nausea came in again. (laughs) My nausea was there. You see them pull up in a parking lot and she's like, she just bring, oh, I'm actually feel a little bit nauseous right now, repeating this, especially as a vegetarian. She, Pulls out these jars, these mason jars. I actually feel <laughs> nauseous. I'm not even drinking and I feel nauseous. She, there is cured beef or something in their surrounding fat. And she pulls it out of a jar and they eat it by the side of the road. It was disgusting. I'm sorry. It was really awful. It's just with, really gross. Just with their fingers. And the mom's oh, like, see, please. this is... This is better. This is better than a restaurant, right? And the the poor sister is just like, oh, yeah. Sister, and then it's about her trying to be English as well and see what it's like. So you have that, and then she turns up at the house in Florida, and they're all kind of like, "What are you doing here?" Jeremiah is just an absolute prick to her. Katie Ann was the sister of Abe. He's married to Rebecca, and I must admit, there was a scene that I thought was so incredibly beautiful. Um, you see her seeing the ocean for the first time, and. You know, it really was amazing watching this young girl just say, I've always wanted to see it. I've always wanted to see it. She got out of this van and the mother was too scared. She was too scared of the ocean to even get out and look at it. And she gets out and she just watches it and she's just so happy. It was really beautiful. She was so happy. So pure. I loved her. Um, Oh, we didn't mention uh, Sabrina's hair. Oh, yeah. So all of them, you know, are trying to find their style. Sabrina decided to bleach her hair. And she's naturally dark, dark haired, so it was kind of orange. But it was, um, it was a choice. And you know, you see her in this though. Something's going on. I found out what was going on, but something was going on during you because you open season two as well with her after this first season. They got a ton of backlash. And she's like, I have a shotgun by my door. Because, oh, she had a boyfriend. The boyfriend went to prison. Like, Sabrina was, there was a, there was, 
darkness around her you know there's just a darkness there was a lot not being said there was and to say it now we um and now i'm gonna say it camille but now we said it but now we said it (laughs) um that's just a little bravo quote for everyone there um we i read an article it popped up probably from the algorithm of watching the shit um sabrina's a photo of her and i couldn't even recognize her in 2022 completely different looking she had apparently she has five children oh two of them that she had when she was on the show are apparently she had them really young and are in the care of the baby's family baby's father's family and she is kate you have to google what she looks like you wouldn't recognize her um but she went to rehab she was on like meth for years <gasps> and you kind of got that and this you knew something was going on the poor girl. like you saw there was a lot a lot of stuff i and it just it was the it was a people magazine she just had her fifth child and you're like whoa that's the first thing that popped up i'm looking at it right yeah. now talks recovery oh her. she had an overdose in 2018 that was it she had an overdose she was a very, very troubled. Like you, I could see it in the first season. Yeah, you don't even recognize her. No. What? I mean, she looks so beautiful, but oh my gosh, she looks completely different. I know. I know. Wow. Yeah. So that was kind of you followed them for two seasons, then they went on to a new one where you had people. They took them to L.A. Um, put them up in the most fucking unbelievable house in Marine. It was like Marine Del Rey or Venice. I think it was Venice. Yeah, it was Venice because we were right near the canals. This like multi-million dollar house. I was like, wow, TLC stepped it up for season three. Dang. Um, there was Betsy. She was a witch. There was Devon, who was in love with Ivor. Ivor was a pretty blonde. He was absolutely menacing and terrible. Um, Lizzie, Matthew and Samuel. One guy... Um, was into fashion and constantly rumors about him being gay and everyone knew he was but he wouldn't admit it um and it was all and then there was a threesome with this was this season like stepped up la style betsy the witch Ivor the pretty blonde and then devon they had a threesome betsy's married um Ivor was engaged and Devon fell in love with Iva. Iva said, no, 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 Betsy attacked me and went to the police and filed a report on her. Uh, yeah, you might need to. Yeah, it was insane. It was insane. Um, Iva was evil, like dead evil. Devon ends up like he's just like this lost boy and ends up being. And then she's like, um, uh, she made him say that um, this Betsy was a witch and had. um had forced her into doing sexual stuff and um, he was going to get her um, arrested and he was going to go along with that just oh. for Ivor because he was so in love with her. Ivor then gets engaged to the fiancé. They go to Vegas. TLC fucking gives Betsy the witch footage of the night they had the threesome so <gasps> that she couldn't deny it anymore. And you oh. see her being like, grab his dick, grab his dick. <gasps> and uh, yeah, it's really oh my and god the fiance watches it and like freaks out but then Ivor's like oh come on you still love me and he's like yeah he was a complete wimp he's like yeah okay i still want to marry you 
she's like evil anyway the show ends you see her she goes back to wherever she's from Devon has like no money no home he's been shunned by his family he's like I just need to get Ivor back so he turns up at the door she's like what are you doing here He's like, I just, I, I thought I had to tell you I'm in love with you. And she's like, uh, I don't even like you. Bye. I'll, get, <gasps> I'll call you a cab. It was brutal. Wow. And Sounds- he's like, I'll do any, he's like, I'll do anything for you. It was brutal. Oh, <gasps> yeah. that is sad. And there That's- was a couple of arrests as well. There was, oh, and witchcraft. That Like this Betsy was into witchcraft and she said she had a lot of demons around her. So she cast this spell and the guy fell down and the stairs and broke his ankle. <gasps> yeah. This sounds yeah, 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 like yeah. Vanderpump Rules. It but- was like, oh, it was like an Amish Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> um, and then, um, which I have to go back and watch. I know it's, t- I've wa- I think I'm going to go back and watch it, Kate. I really am. We should do a bonus episode on Vanderpump. Oh, yeah. Okay. We'll do something where um, we can go back. Because if you guys, if you like this shit, buckle up. <laughs> Season four then is... I'm back in New York? York? Yeah. <sighs> Again, a couple of adopted... Um, people in this trying to find their their um their kind of ancestry and a couple of people with no teeth um that a couple of them hooked up on the first night he was he said he was single actually got a pregnant uh wife at home <sighs> and repeat i mean that's essentially what it was it was it was a lot of them just being in awe all the time and not understanding this life at all having a lot of sex, drinking, wearing terrible clothes and getting their lives ruined. I mean, a lot of these people did not come out well from this show. Like they really, really ruined their lives. And that's TLC, Breaking Amish, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) There's another spin-off. There's, oh God, I hope we don't get that in the Wheel of Shame this week. It's, um, Return to Re- Amish. I was just looking at that right now. I'm yeah. like, wait a second. I know. Oh wow. Okay. Well, what do you want to do with ratings on it, Kate? Okay. Where were you with that? I gave this a pretty high rating because mm-hmm. there was mm-hmm. a lot to it. You know, I gave yeah, it a absolutely. rating 498. I gave it five five eight. Yep. Yep. It was, we learned, you're right, you're right to give it high, as did I. We learned so, so much. Oh, um, yeah. Basically, they're all horny, uh, a lot of witchcraft and pliers, dentists. There was a lot, there was a lot. But I, I, I was just because I was fascinated about the topic anyway, I, I watched it all. We got sure. to, we got to, we got to see them learning. They, on their way down for the road trip, they stop at... They stop in Washington D.C. and they oh, don't yeah. don't know who Abe Lincoln is. No, don't, that they was see, tough. They see the White House and they're like, "What?" They're not impressed. They're like, "What? That's small. That's too small." I've seen Amish houses bigger than that. I was like, "No, you haven't." And yes. then they stop somewhere in the South, and it's uh, the, it just happens to be Martin Luther King Jr. Day, and there's a parade, and they're asking everyone who that is and i was like wow they really missed out they're not they're just not given education no really not it's it's frightening lots of learning Um, and that was lots of learning and just to add to that i mean i think that was a really good point as well is that they because they don't have uh, that the tlc showed 
if they decide to be English and live in the community, I mean, they don't have education, so they can't get jobs. That's what they were saying. They were like, how am I supposed to get a job? It no. was, they don't know anything about paying bills. They don't no. know the basics of even putting a deposit down on a house. I mean, they have no clue. Nothing. So that was a big challenge as well. And some of the families shunned them and they couldn't go back. So the lives really got messed up for a while. Um, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well. So that's where we are with our ratings. So Kate, where, oh, well, we need to do, it's time for Will, time for Will of Shame, right? Yes, it is. <sighs> Kate, tell okay. me listeners what the Will of Shame is, please. The Wheel of Shame is how we decide what we're going to watch for the next episode. So mm-hmm. we're going to spin this and pick out two shows unless we get a really big, juicy oh. show, in which case we'll just do one show. Just so, do one. Yeah. Yep, let's exactly. spin. Okay. So, Kate, we what are we aiming here? Like, we obviously don't want an Amish. We don't want um, any groin stuff. I mean... Uh, Nothing. I, I don't yeah, I don't. No I don't baby, wanna... no wedding. No, I think mm. I'm going for either like a hoarder. I always want like a hoarder, something like I can't something watch like that. those, or um, something with love, like a loved one. Okay, maybe a ninety day today. We may yeah. be on our ninety day. We may get because there's so many ninety days. I'm surprised we haven't hit one yet. I know. All right, it. Let's get the wheel of shame up. All right, we're going to get ready to spin, spin that, that wheel. wheel. <sighs> Spinning. Shit, what are we going to get? Oh, come on, last one, women. Come on, last one. All right, the first one up is oh, style by jury. Style no, by jury. Yes, it's probably going to be people that have terrible style. It might be one of these Amish guys. And then people say, oh, you look like shit. Let's take you to um, Nordstrom's and make you look good again. Okay. We're going to have to check if that's on because that sounds like a really old one. I've never heard of that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to check if that's actually on the platforms? Yeah. That style by jury. Because it just sounds like something I, I haven't really heard I've never seen this or heard of this. Yeah, and we kind of, I feel like we know quite a lot. Let me see. Style. <gasps> Stop. Eight seasons. What? Oh, no. Really? <laughs> We're not doing eight seasons, everyone. So forget that. We're going to do like, two, we'll pick the best seasons. Because yeah. We're not doing eight seasons. Okay, so do you think it's available? Um, it's at least available on Amazon Prime at the very least, but... Okay, we'll figure... If it's on yeah. one, we'll probably figure out somewhere. Okay, so that's going to be our first one, everyone. Style by jury. And no, we're not watching eight seasons. We'll probably watch, like... We should do the first and the last, Kate. Why don't we do that? That's so fine. Everyone that wants to follow along, we'll do first and last. Okay. Yeah. Let's get our next one. All right. So we'll remove style by jury. Next one. Spinning the wheel. Spinning, spin, spin. I don't want the little couple either because we did that. That was really boring. Okay. Yeah. Next one. Oh, it's blank. <laughs> That's so funny. It was like a blank one. Oh, okay. okay. Oh, okay. Remove. All right. Let's spin it again. All right. Wheel is spinning. Okay. What do you think? Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. We have. No, 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 <gasps> no, no. <laughs> oh, what is it? <laughs> I deserve better than this game. Is it a baby one? 
bright on a budget. Oh, God. Okay. Have we not been through enough? All I want is Alaskan women looking for love, and you give me brides on a budget? Kill me now. Kate. Oh, fucking hell. Well, we'll, right, do what, we'll do what we always do and take the piss. We will take the piss. We will persevere. We do it all for you, <laughs> listeners, in Australia, in Germany, Switzerland, in England, in America, and Spain, and wherever you're listening. Brides on a Budget and Style by Jewelry are our two shows for next week. So, um, yeah, buckle up for some rants. Okay, <laughs> social media, let's do our plugs before we go. Instagram and TikTok, come on, guys, come and follow us on there. See, we always do little tidbits of the shows coming up. Um, we are um, on Instagram and TikTok, Tender Loving Care Pod. On Twitter, we're always tweeting out some shit about people. Um, TLC Poddy. So TLC Poddy on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok is Tender Loving Care Pod. Go over and follow us there. Um, Agents in the Field, we kind of already discussed that. You can email us, tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. Kate, do you have anything you want to plug this week? Sure. Um, if you want to listen to some gals chat about Bravo, go on over to yeah. at Mostly Bravo on Instagram and find us on any podcast platform you use. Mostly Perfect. Bravo. Perfect. And I will also plug my line of Bravo merch. You can find me on Instagram at a Brit in the sun. B-R-I-T in the sun. All right. We've All done right. the Lord's work today, Kate. We really have. We're saints. I will rest easy tonight. I know. I mean, we sacrifice a lot for our community. Um, and our ass is going to have to sit on the couch and watch Brides on a Budget. Brides on a Budget. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be in a bad mood next week. The only way I'll like it is if they have to craft it themselves, like Project Runway style. But I know it's just Ooh, them. It's not. Yeah. It's going to be them like, oh. I can only spend three grand. And then someone going, what can we do for this bride? <laughs> Terry goes to the back of the shop and finds a dress for the exact same price. Oh, we're done. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> Style by jury, I'm looking forward to if they're like really critical. You know, if they're like, you look horrendous like that i'm gonna be you know the english style what was the english show that they ended up making an american version of it see oh with um, stacy london and no um, no not oh. her no it was another one it's the original one that had, it started like back in the 90s or like early 2000s trini and i don't know you know what i'm talking about if you're listening to this but they were brutal they were like you have no tits so you can't wear that this is what you can wear. It was great. They were awful. But they were right. They were always right. And that's kind of what we're like being English. We will be... We, we may... I may come across a little harsh. But I'm never wrong. And with that, we will end the podcast. <laughs> Kate, have a fabulous week. Um, thank everyone you. Listening, thank you for listening. Have we a great... see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.